Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, Jason Tebbs. And I, I've i been asked this question. Um, well, the last time I was asked this question, it was just a fun, like, game we were playing at work. Um, we were having a little get-together thing. And... It was, okay, when or what time period would you most like to live outside of, you know, the current time period? Or it was, what decade would you like to live in outside of the current decade? And I said, you know, the year 3000, right? So the, the 3000s. Um, the people, when people get asked that question a lot, they're like, oftentimes it's assumed that people mean a previous decade. So you hear like, oh, the 70s or 80s or 50s or 20s for this reason, that reason, or the other. And I wholeheartedly disagree. I would never want to go back in time. Even if it's just a single day, I do not want to go back in time. And for comfort alone, like the comforts that I enjoy as a guy living in freaking 2021, I've got the internet, I've got air conditioning, I've got running water, I've got... Um, nice, comfortable clothing. I've got a vehicle that can take me from point A to point B. Um, it's winter. I've got heating. Just those comforts. I've got food in my fridge. Those comforts. Oh, like, and not everybody in this day and age has all those comforts. I, I will admit, but it's a lot easier to come by those things living in this day and age than in say the twenties, right? I mean, cell phones for goodness sake. That's that's incredible technology. So like, I would never want to go backwards just because you lose those technological advancements, and um, just the the culture back then in really any time period seems miserable. Now, granted, I'm a white guy that came from a middle class home. Like, I think I'd be doing fine, but the underlying issues that permeated um, in those time periods would would be abhorrent right and my wife and i started the show on netflix bridgerton last night and let me tell you period pieces like the show bridgerton kind of romanticize the look of everything everybody's attractive you know it's always a show about the the wealthy elite um lords and ladies dukes kings queens now, there's, there's a scene in Bridgerton that, like, shows, hey, this is the lower class and shows their living conditions. But the, the main characters are these beautiful, gorgeous, wealth, super wealthy um, lords and ladies. And I could not imagine living in that time period. I don't know, like, when exactly the dates that all these events are supposedly going down in the show Bridgerton are. Um, I wouldn't... I, I don't know is it the victorian era after that the 1800s i don't know when exactly it is but it seems miserable and you might think well oh you know if, if you were an upper elite it wouldn't be that bad and i'm like yes yes it would be that bad because you're still running into that issue of having access to clean dependable water like water sources to clean yourself off sewer systems to manage all of that um, a vehicle to get to point A to point B, like everything's horses, just the lack of like air conditioning 
or heating. It, it would be miserable. The smell would be miserable. I cannot imagine going back to that age. And it's like, yeah, it's a TV show where they obviously have beautiful characters that have modern conveniences get dolled up into these period piece outfits to portray this idea. But that's not how it was back then. Like, it, it must have been a, to our standards, a miserable experience. And that's even for the ultra-rich that these shows portray. And not only that, but the whole idea of the upper elite of, you know, London back in the day, where marriages were all about retaining land and retaining uh, legacy and you know, keeping the title. It it was never about love. It was all about like, okay, how can we have more property as a family? Like you get married with property in the forefront. That cultural idea probably led to just miserable people that all hated each other, that were ready to backstab each other at the drop of a pin. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine being married to somebody and not actually loving them. That sounds like such a foreign concept to me. I love my wife more than literally anybody on this planet. And, you know, she came from a middle-class background. I came from a middle-class background. But it's not like our marriage unified two great families and their great wealth. And we sustained the upper echelon and the upper elite of London. It's like, no, we were just two middle-class kids that got married. Um, but we did it because we loved each other, Right. And we're making it work as middle-class citizens and we're loving each other. And though times get hard, it's like we have that love to fall back on. We brought a kid into this world because we loved each other enough where we're like, hey, we want to do this together. In Bridgerton, there's the whole idea of like, um, I can't remember the main character's name anymore, but she's like looking for a husband and her mom's like oh there you know there'll come a day where you do get married and and you'll dedicate yourself to raising a family and raising children and it's like the women are treated as complete objects and the men run literally everything and it's just like so incredibly incredibly sexist and that's not completely gone from society that's that's still an issue but just watching these things where i'm like oh it the sexism is so frustrating because me and my wife um, have been talking like I'd be perfectly okay if my wife was the breadwinner and I was at home taking care of our kid and keeping the house and doing the grocery shopping and doing the cooking. Like I'd be okay with that. Like if my wife made enough money, we've talked about like, yeah, that, that'd be fine. She, she's a great worker. She's a great employee. She she gets stuff done. She is a very much equal part of this household and our income and our legacy. Like she she's working her butt off and she's great at it. And though I keep track of like most of the finances in terms of making sure bills are paid, making sure mortgage is paid, um you know, she's bringing in half that income. And it's it's fantastic and she's working full time. And I like that me and my wife are equal partners in this marriage. I don't, I, it, it was a whole societal thing back in those days, right? It, it was, in, it was endredged into society. It was, it was a time period where like the new idea of capitalism 
and letting just the market have essentially zero regulation was at its peak where people could own land upon land and then own the resources on that land and then the production of those resources and then essentially the people doing all that and it was just a a self-filling cycle to get these people ultra ultra wealthy and then the idea of like okay well i need to make sure that my family keeps all this let's marry into another family that has the same thing going on so we can combine our wealth and our power and our influence and our ownership of all this property and stay wealthy like the wage inequality in that time astronomical like astronomical there's essentially no such thing as a middle class back then you had the ultra wealthy and then everybody what everybody else and america at the very least is kind of heading in that direction right now um things have gotten a little too out of hand with quote-unquote free markets where we we are seeing large wage gaps now but it, it was astronomical back then astronomical and here's here's the crazy part about it it's just like statistically speaking statistically speaking you would not be i would not be a member of that upper echelon back in those days we just wouldn't we would be the help we would be the 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 maids and the butlers and we would be the people that are scraping by producing all of this stuff for the upper elite now some of you might be like that's what i am right now and i i wouldn't disagree with you right because again that is where like at least america is, is going in that direction where it, it's it's tough for the the regular joe while these these generational wealthy people are just sliding by i have learned a lot or I guess I've gained a new perspective on a lot of things recently in my life. Uh, I have ideas and opinions that I likely would have never thought I would ever have. Like the idea of, of being a stay-at-home dad and like making the house, growing up never would have thought that as a possibility. Like I never would have agreed to it. I would have been like, no, I am going to be the breadwinner. Just because like I have a deep desire to provide for my family and I still do that. Like I, I still want to provide for my family but now i've realized like hey my wife is just as capable as i am now i have different things going for me i have a degree behind my name um and i have like already this experience in a corporate world that tends to pay better than what my wife's experience is but it's just like if you gave my wife the same chances that you gave me she'd be doing just as well probably better (laughs) and she'd be killing it and I, yeah, I'd be, and I say that, I don't know. Maybe if I was staying at home with a child, I, I'd go a little stir crazy because man, raising the kid's tough. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with that. And that's why I love living in this day and age where I can be equals with my wife and my partner and we can discuss these things and we do have, you know, different options and different ways about going it. And and we really will just plan like, Hey, you know, what's better for us, right? What's better for us as a team, as a unit, any other day and age, it's just like the, the, the societal norms of that time. I, I couldn't deal with them. And that's why I say I would want to go to the year 3000 because we hope that the future is going to be better than the present and you know the the present's better than the past so that's 
the the technology will be better. Hopefully, the economic systems will be more refined um, to better suit everybody as a whole. Hopefully, we actually do have that promise of technology makes everybody's life better and people are more taken care of. I mean, medical advancements. Medical advancements. Oh, I can't believe I, I haven't mentioned this yet. Medicine has come such a f- far, far way since what it used to be. Now, granted, I live in America, so if I go to the doctor's office, I have to pay thousands of dollars most of the time, which sucks. So, again, hopefully in the future that's figured out. But, you know, back in those Victorian ages, these period pieces, the the trope is, oh, mom always died in childbirth. Or, oh, so-and-so died when they were little of X, Y, Z. That was just that was just society. Like, medicine hadn't advanced to keep a actual sustainable well it was technically sustainable but a a healthy birth rate of keeping kids alive so they can actually live life and not die at a young age people always say oh yeah back then you know the the average age was like 30 so you're lucky if you make it to 30 that the average age is only 30 because so many kids died so young in these poor families right if you made it out of being a child and you made it into being a teenager and an adult odds are you were going to live a normal lifespan up until you know your 60s your 70s your 80s right it's just the fact that so much child mortality was happening that shifted the average down i just i can't imagine even if i had to relive yesterday i wouldn't want to go back in time that's one of my biggest fears is ever landing back in time is going backwards in time i i do not want to go backwards Sure, there may be some things where I'm like, oh, I would have, I wish I would have done that better, but you know, you learn and you move forward. I just can't imagine going backwards any. any. Now, hopefully, in my dream of going to the year three thousand, things actually are better, and it's it's a more pleasant experience, and you know, there are the there are the benefits of living in the year three thousand. I don't know, maybe it's a complete dystopia in the year three thousand. Maybe the heat death of the universe has already happened by that point. Now, scientifically speaking, it won't by that point. A thousand years is just a blink of an eye in the terms of the solar system. But, yeah. On the other hand, Bridgerton's a great show. We've watched the first three episodes. We're excited to watch more this weekend. We've enjoyed it thus far. It's It's got just enough drama um, to, to keep you keep you interested. Uh, and, and it does show, like, the, the human side of some of these people where they're like, hey, I, I don't want to participate in what society says I have to participate in like one of the young girls she's like hey I want to go to university I want to get an education I don't want to get married right off there there are a lot of the men that are like hey I don't I don't want to get married right now like I don't want to have this heir legacy of being a duke xyz so it's it's a great show um I so far I'd suggest it I I think even if you're not super into uh, romantic dramas or period pieces. I, I, th- I think it's worth a watch. The, the first episode was good enough where it pretty much hooks you wa- right away. It's not like you have to wait till episode two or three or four or five before anything gets really good. So, um, again, I've only watched the first three episodes. We've liked it so far. We're excited to watch more, but it, it just got me thinking like what a, uncomfortable existence that must have been for literally everyone involved and 
when you when it comes down to it awful things were happening happening and nobody seemed happy i mean this is going to be my last point before i wrap up the i think it's called habsburg let me check that habsburg yeah the habsburg habsburg jaw so this there was the uh, uh a, a family in i believe the eastern europe area where it was it was a royal bloodline the habsburgs and because of you know the societal pressure of you marry to keep the power and influence you don't marry out of love what ended up happening was you know cousins would be marrying cousins um just to keep this bloodline and this uh power and influence within the family and because all these inbreeding essentially all of this inbreeding that family line ended up with a very distinct jaw called the Habsburg jaw where it was like a very very protruding jaw it did not look um normal it looked very kind of grotesque even to the point where um Charles II was considered like a super ugly guy <laughs> and people were like yep no not not dealing with Charles II so maybe yeah German Austrian um ruling family who dominated stretch from Portugal to Transylvania so that, that was just the way things did like inbreeding was the norm just to keep power and influence and it's just like Ugh, gross I do not want to marry a cousin or in some dramatic cases a sibling and keep the bloodline clean it's just like no being a mutt is good like dogs that are mutts are way healthier than purebred dogs you know the mixing and blending of cultures and genetics is, is good <laughs> anyway that's gonna be it for tip socks this episode uh the premier podcast go ahead like favorite share follow rate the podcast whatever you do on your respective platform check out my website jasontubs.com i got blog posts on there and links to other stuff i do thanks for listening uh love you so much peace out catch you next time